This is episode 11 of Do This, Feel Better. Do this, feel better. Do this, feel better. Do this, feel better. It's the podcast that shares tips of things you can do to feel better during these crazy times. I'm your host, Jay Nackless. Today on the Do This, Feel Better podcast, we're going to talk about reinvention. And boy, reinvention can be really scary. Uh, It's not always something that you want to do. It can take you way out of your comfort zone. And uh, my guest today is Kevin Colby, the owner of Kevin Colby Media, a company he launched when his position was cut at the TV station that he was working for. So Kevin, in your case, reinvention was not what you... Um, <laughs> what you necessarily wanted at the time or expected to do, right? No, you know, um, it was, uh, I, I guess you could say the reinvention was forced upon me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, congratulations, Kevin. We volunteered you to be reinvented. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you'd been in, you'd been in radio and then you were in TV and you worked at a lot of TV stations. Yeah. And yeah, as we joke in the media, you know, this, you can't hold a job, right? Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I, uh, and, and well, and, 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 you know, I had been at the last company, uh, two TV stations within the same company for right at 24 years. Wow. In reality, I, I did think it was just a, a matter of time before my position was eliminated because of the way broadcasting was going, the way that I could see other stations going, the way I could see our company going. We had two TV stations in the same building, but yet you, you know, you had like one general manager and one program director and one chief engineer, but all of a sudden you had two creative directors. Mm. So, you know, I just, I, I, I told my wife, I said, I just, I believe it'll just be a matter of time. Now, having said that, the day they did it isn't the day I was expecting it. I don't, I, I didn't have a day in mind. <laughs> it wasn't on your calendar? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, things to do today. Run by the store and uh, lose your job. You know, I think a lot of people, no matter what posi- what industry they're in, have, have probably been in this position or can sense what you're talking about, where you know the writing's on the wall, or you've just got this funny feeling the writing's on the wall. How, how long would you say before it happened, did you start to get those vibes? You know, that's a great question. I, I would say probably less than a year to months where you started thinking, hmm, and then um, when when they let uh, the vice president and general manager of, of the station I was at, when they let him go, I remember I was driving back from uh, Tennessee with my oldest son and I get a call from HR and I'm like, okay, they never call me when I'm on the yeah. road. And they were like, hey, we're just letting you know that, you know, uh, he's not with the company anymore. And, blah. and I'm like, what? wait, I'm sorry, what? And that's when you started realizing, okay, it's starting to get real. And I, you know, again, the the day I was told, I wasn't anticipating that day, but Jay, I'll be honest. I mean, for probably a couple of months leading up to that, it's just, we, we, as a station, as a creative team, we were giving, we were, we were being given fewer projects to work on. We were being, uh, we weren't being brought into as many meetings and I thought, Hmm, okay. It's kind of interesting. You know, why are we still hanging on? Now, before they cut my position, I think they cut my team in half. Mm. And and that that hurt. I mean, you know, I'll be honest, that hurt more than them cutting my position. 
just because the, I mean, these are guys that, you know, most of them that I had either hired or they were on the team when I moved over from our sister station, but that was tough. And then you have to kind of bounce back from that. Like, okay. At that point, when you, when you feel like that's coming and it sounds like you had all these like flashing red lights coming at you. And that's usually how it happens. Like death Mm -hmm. by a thousand cuts. So when you see these flashing lights coming, you, you, kind of have three ways you could go, I think. Like one is wait or be in denial, let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other option is you can start looking within the business that you know, and you know what you know. And for you, like you said, you had been a, 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 at this station for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you could have gone to another TV station, right? Or looked in at other opportunities within the space that you knew. And then option number three is to do something different that you'd not done before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think those are all, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where it landed. You know, I had started a business on paper, as I always say, a couple of years before thinking that, you know, at some point, you know, I'll, I'll do something with it. I'll have a side hustle or create something. And, and I'll be honest, it was, I was just kind of jazzed having my own LLC. Yeah. Which I had no idea what it stood for, but I knew I had one. Part of the thing I got into, though, is there there is a trap with having that, you know, that that paycheck, that salary with the benefits and the vacation and you're comfortable. And and look, I mean, I loved what I did and loved my team and loved just being around the the, the industry. So that kind of becomes then a, you know, in my case, it's like, well, maybe I don't look that hard. You know, the company took care of me. I mean, actually the owner of the company came and told me, I mean, that's the mm. relationship we had. Yeah. Um, and, and I told him I was fine. I said, look, I I'm, I'm good. I was, you've taken care of me for this many years. You're taking care of me now. What was weird though, is it took me a while to kind of figure out what I, what I wanted to do or, you know, I mean, I, I, I knew what my gifts were, what my God gifts were, but you know, what do I do now? Some friends of mine that were in the business said, oh, Kevin, it'll be no time. There'll be stations knocking on your door. And you start believing that. Yeah. And then you realize, no, I don't even think they know where my door is. (laughs) And, And there were two or three, I think, three stations I can remember that I actually, um, reached out to me eventually and, and for a creative director position. And I started talking to them and all three just said no. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And so, you know, for me, I just, I just told my wife, I said, Hey, look, I, I, I think God's like, Hey, Kevin, hold another chapter, do something else. And that's, you know, and the funny thing is though, Jay, I never got bitter. I never did. Um, I had a friend of mine, who we went to lunch and he, he wanted me to be mad. And I'm like, I can't, mm. <laughs> I can't, they took care of me. I'm not going to give it that energy. And so then I, I, I thought, you know, I, I ain't dead yet. So <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'm feeling much better. <laughs> so, so see if anybody gets that. So I, I can't say that I didn't try and apply but I think in the back of my mind, I always saw myself as maybe maybe a creative entrepreneur, even though I never said that word out loud. And and I like starting things. And I didn't 
have an issue running my own business, but I wasn't in a position where I quote had to. And uh, so when I got to that point and, um, you know, I remember my wife and I talking about it. It's like, I just, I, I just think I just need to make this our business. And, you know, and, and the reality of it is, is that the, it's a different, different way of making money where, you know, there's not that absolute paycheck that you know of all the time, but dang, it's, it's also exciting and freeing for me. And I want to, I want to stop and marinate on this just for a second. And then we'll, and then we should go into the story about how you um, went into the next chapter. But I think there's a really important, really important lesson that you just covered. And that is how you react when Mm. (laughs) something bad happens to you. And this, I've told the story about, I don't think I've told it on this podcast, but when I got fired in Detroit, it was uh, it was so strange because my wife Jennifer and I had just gone on a baby moon, and mm-hmm. we so we got back, and so she's pregnant with our first child, and I had same thing. I had seen writing on the wall for a little while, and I kind of knew. But that morning, I so the Monday after vacation, I go in first. I I sit down and I try to get in my email, and I can't get in my email. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the first sign, like oh, that's not good. Yeah. And then, and then I won't return your call. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then I go to the restroom and when I came back from the restroom, there was a note from HR and I was like, okay, my email's not working. There's a note from HR. This isn't going to go down well. And so I go down to her office and she tells me, you know, that, uh, they're letting me go. And, you know, on the one hand, there's all this stuff happening. Like we, you know, we're having a baby and, Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't know what the next steps are. And it's really, really scary. And, I hadn't been out of a job like this. And I called my wife and I was deathly afraid of calling her because of what her reaction was going to be. I'm like, she's she's not in a state of mind to hear that I'm out of a job and what are we going to do? And she says, um, well, thank goodness. Like that was her reaction. Wow. And, I, and I said, well, what do you mean? And she <laughs> said, you've been, this job has stressed you out so much. Yeah. You knew that this was coming and whatever's going to be next is going to be next. But now you can relax and think about what's right. I'm like, it was just that moment and I couldn't have done it without her for sure, but it's, but it changed everything in my perspective. Like you said, if I had gotten mad about it, if I gotten bitter about it and angry, that totally could have affected the chain of events that happens next. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is too, you know, it's, it's, I mean, we, we both have kids. I mean, I, I would always tell them that, you know, you can't ever frustrate me. I allow myself to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. or mad or angry. Now, I think people can get angry and they get upset and stuff like that. Obviously, some people carry it too far. But this was one of those issues where, yeah, I could have been so like, how dare they? You know, and the funny thing is, when you tell people, they're like, wow, man, after 24 years, they just kicked you to the curb? <laughs> right. And you're like, well, you know, I was... I was okay with it until you put it that way. I mean, the thing is, you know, I, it could have always been worse. Let's start talking about Kevin Colby 2.0. Yes. You decide to follow your passion, right? I mean, you, you are obviously a guy that loves filming. You love photography, videography. Um, This is something that is just so obvious when you're, we watch you on YouTube or, or Facebook, and um, which is something you've really. I, I've. It's been fascinating for me to watch your progression to 
dabbling in, in this space to becoming an expert in this space. It's pretty awesome. So, you know, talk to me about how it was for you going from, from day one, starting your own business. Oh gosh, this is scary as all get out to yeah. where you are now. The, the first thing I started doing is, was vlogging. Yeah. Is I actually did, did I do a live? I think I did a live stream about, Hey, I don't have a job anymore. And I just kind of put it out there, you know, and then you got to people, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, like, no, I'm cool. Really, it's good. I'm just kind of sharing. And then I did a vlog about like cleaning out the audit, uh, the office. I did a vlog about how every day feels like Saturday. I did a vlog about, hey, I'm not wearing pants. What my friend was saying is like, he said eventually, he said, you need to stop creating content and find a job. <laughs> and I'm like, you're, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. What am I doing? And I, and Jay, I'm not joking. That was the conversation. I mean, I'm paraphrasing a little, right? And that lasted about a day or two. And I remember telling my wife, I can't do this. I have to create my, I have, I mean, you know, I, I have gifts and, and I love to do it and I love to, and I can help people with it and I can just have fun. I cannot not create. So what am I doing it for and how am I doing it? And you know, I, unfortunately, I don't know. I mean, there was a point in time where I shifted from I'm just going to produce whatever I want to produce because I can to, oh, what can I do to help somebody so that maybe they can create content or get into video or something like that? This is really weird. I almost had to like, I don't want to say relearn, but you know, when when I was going into the office and and I was the creative director and I was I was, you know, leading a creative team who at any iteration and you knew a lot of them at any iteration were always better than me, always more creative than me. And I was okay with that. But then all of a sudden, you know, you got to run your own business. And <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, well, sure. I can, I can write like something. Oh no, I can't. Yes, I can. No, I can't. You know, and those are the conversations you have. I was buying gear and things like that while I was still at the company. Not anticipating, I mean, I'm knowing one day, but just thinking, yeah, I want to do so. I want to do this more on the side. You know, I want to just do it for me. I want to do some fun stuff, right? And a buddy of mine said, man, you did that so smart. He said, I waited until my position was cut before I started buying gear. But you know, if I want to do a video this afternoon about my new iPhone, I, I can do it. Now, I do it differently is there somebody looking for that? Can they help them or does it even matter to my audience type thing? Which was a whole different shift of having people follow you and like stuff. And it's not just about the liking, but you know what I mean? Subscribing to your channel. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, people do that. They're reaching out to me. They're quoting me. Holy crap. This guy quoted me one day. <laughs> quoted me. He quoted me on Instagram, took something I said out of a video, which I thought was kind of you know, smart of me when I said it. And he did a graphic and I'm like, well, that's, that's me. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, well, okay. That's kind of cool. It's like a musician hearing a song on the radio. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard musicians say that, you know, like they'll, and I've, there were some artists the other day saying that, that um, they used when they, they would, <laughs> when their song would drop, they would always like go just drive around. Yeah. Until they could hear it. And it was like, wow, that was really cool. Uh, you know, what, what you talked about is, uh, is another really uh, important point that I want to illustrate. And that is the, there is so much content to learn out there now, right? Yeah. And it's, it's just out there for the taking. Do you know for, so 
about 10, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Today, there's such a, a need for digital content managers and social media managers and mm-hmm. Google Analytics and all this stuff. But you know, 10 years ago, it was still a, a kind of a burgeoning industry. Uh, this guy named Tim McCollum, who I worked with in radio in Detroit, who now is um, one of the heads of Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Uh, wow. Tim, Tim said to me, um, and Tim, interestingly enough, Tim was the guy who started Lady Jane's was Tim's client at the radio station in Detroit. And at that time, Lady Jane's was a brand new business. Wow. And they developed this relationship. And And Chad, the guy who owns Lady Jane's said, come work for me. And and they built this, this you know, haircut empire um, <laughs> that is Lady Jane's. They've done very, very well. Well, Tim said to me, he said, you know, if you want to do something and you're passionate about it, just go learn right now, go learn it. He said, if you want to learn how to be great at social media, go learn it. If you want to you know, learn Google Analytics, go learn it. And he was right because you can find in YouTube is just a treasure trove, right? Oh, yeah. And so if you're passionate about something, it's just easier <clears throat> than ever to literally become an expert on it yourself and then teach others. And I think in some ways that you you already knew, it was, it was great hearing you say that you know, you managed a group of people that knew more things than you. So you had to, 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 to relearn all of these things, but you did, you went back to school in many respects, went to conferences, right? I think it was a year ago that I finally went to a conference as, as, as you called it, Kevin Colby 2.0. Yep. And it was so different and so freeing. And, and what's crazy about it is, and, and, I'll, I'll give it a plug. If it's, it's video marketing world, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, of course, they went virtual, like so many conferences. But their whole thing is like, you know, if you're looking for a conference where there's just a bunch of big YouTubers up here talking, so you can take their picture and get their autograph, this ain't the conference. And I right. thought, okay, I'm in. <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm sitting at a table with a guy that uh, does home restoration. And there's another guy that's a plumber. And then, yeah, there's a couple of YouTubers there. And then I leave there with more friends than I had and connections. And and the irony is that now I, I know the general manager and the owner, the CEO of the of the conference. I mean, we're, we're friends. I mean, I, I left with so many notes. You know, that's to me part of reinvention. It's part of putting yourself out there and, and learning. And, you know, what you don't know, you don't know, but, ooh, let me kind of brush up on this and try this. Totally. And and at the end of the day, it still comes down to relationships. It's amazing how relationships lead to all kinds of things that you never, that you'll least, you'll least expect. It'll lead to new job opportunities, certainly. Sometimes we have a tendency to just think in the now. Well, I've done this, so I should get this now. But it doesn't usually work that way, right? You have to put your tentacles out there in all these different ways. And it, it drives me crazy. I'm sure it drives you crazy on LinkedIn when somebody just reaches out to you and starts selling you. Yeah. And it's like, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who yeah. you are. Yeah, we don't, we don't even know each other. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a friend of mine um, um, that had his position was not quite eliminated, but anyway, he was retired. And we talked about it one day about how you – you kind of get into this thought of you don't you don't want to ever think that you feel entitled, but you feel like, well, I got this for a while. I didn't have any problem getting jobs, so there, there therefore just always will be. 
And so it's kind of a good wake up call that, no, maybe I need to work a little harder for this. And maybe I need to try different things. Maybe I need to learn more skills. Maybe I need to say, I don't know. And I think this is the first time I've ever shared this, but I think early on in the, I'm on my own phase, I was too busy about, how do I want to say this? Collecting names as contacts before I shifted to, no, I would rather connect with people that can be contacts rather than looking at it as, oh, I'll connect with Jay because maybe he can help me. And there's nothing wrong with networking at all. And you need to do that. And, but it shifted to me about, oh, let's connect with Jay because I think maybe he's cool or we have some shared, you know, history or background or maybe radical. I can help him him. (laughs) connect him with somebody else. Absolutely. And, and that was a huge shift for me in like, oh yeah, you know what, Kevin, it's not all about you. I think you've, you've, uh, you've dropped some great pieces of, uh, of knowledge and, and some great advice throughout this, uh, throughout this discussion. Um, if, you know, if you were to, to sit down with somebody and they wanted to have a cup of coffee with you and they said, I just lost my job due to the pandemic and, um, and I don't know what I'm going to do next. What, what advice would you tell them? Well, first of all, I'd say, make sure somebody else is paying for that cup of coffee. <laughs> I'll pick up the check. Yeah. Um, one of the pieces of advice, and this sounds bizarre, is I, I would always encourage people not to wait until that thing happens. I think everybody has gifts. So if you have gifts with blank, are you are you already looking for ways to help other people and use those gifts, or as I say, share your gifts, whether it's as a side income to help your family or just give them away. Now that's a before the, before it happens, right? Take some time, just a little time, a few days, just, you know, don't feel the need to jump into something. And I realize everybody's debt load is different, but just breathe, just breathe and realize you're okay. And then start going. And what I did, there was, there were, I mean, I, I sat down one day, I may have gone to a coffee shop ironically, and I just started writing down everything, things I love to do, things I think I can do, things that I wanted to be known for, ways I could help. And and I was I was doing that, a lot of that to see where I I needed to go and what I what I wanted to do. Reach out to people and just say, hey, you know, can, can I can I talk to you for a bit? Um in fact, one of the things I did is I I went on Facebook and I still have the paper. I printed it out. I said I asked my friends to fill in this line, you know, when I think of blank, I think of Kevin or, or I think Kevin mm. is, I think I used expert at the time. Kevin is an expert in, and it helped me because a lot of folks said, said things that I need. I was like, Oh, Oh, I didn't think about that. That's awesome. Thanks. I just made it up on the spot. So I really hope that genius, genius. Can I get the transcript of this later? Hey, there's only two episodes left of season one of Do This Feel Better. Can you believe it? So make sure you tell your friends to find Do This Feel Better. They can find it on their favorite podcast platform that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Yeah, you can ask Alexa for it. And now available as of this past week on Pandora. If you would subscribe to Do This Feel Better and leave a review on your favorite platform, that's a Do This Feel Better I can get behind. I'll talk to you again next week. Do this.
this, feel better, do this, feel better.